Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets seek wisdom as you set boundaries. Thank you for listening to the Boundary Series. For those who haven't already, feel free to listen to and share parts one through five. My aim is to encourage you to enforce boundaries in your life because many people will attempt to railroad you, bum rush you, and make you feel bad for setting healthy, God-honoring boundaries. So I am providing encouragement and biblical accounts to motivate you through. The motivational aim, seek wisdom as you set boundaries, is vital because we all need and should strongly consider going straight to God, asking Him to give us the wisdom we need to set boundaries. There will be times once emotions will try to convince wisdom to back off. It's not that serious. It's okay. They're nice. And everything appears like it's all right. But we must seek wisdom in all things, in every area of our lives, including boundaries and sticking to them. So I'm going straight to the word of God, the account I will expound on is found in 2 Kings, the 20th chapter, and I will provide a snapshot of what took place. There was a king named Hezekiah who was terminally ill. There was another man by the name of Isaiah. He was a prophet and man of God. He went to King Hezekiah and told him, yeah, Go ahead and put your house in order because you are about to die and you will not recover. That is what the Lord told me to tell you. Most people hear a statement like that from a doctor and people of the world. But when it comes directly from God, you already know it's over because God is not a liar. So you can imagine what distress this caused for Hezekiah. Hezekiah heard that news and he turned his face to the wall and he was crying and he was crying hard and he was praying to God and he told the Lord, please, Lord, now you know I've aimed to live a faithful life. You know I've served you. You know I've done what you told me to do. I have walked before you wholeheartedly. I've aimed to please you in all ways. Lord, what is going on? So the Lord heard his prayer and the prophet who told him, hey man, you're about to die. Get your house in order. The prophet didn't get a chance to leave his house because God told the prophet, turn around, go back and tell Hezekiah that I heard him and let him know that I saw his tears, even though he tried to hide them from everyone else. Go tell him that I will heal him. And not only will I heal him, I will add 15 years to his life as well as rescue him from the trials and storms he has going on at work and his personal life. Just hearing that is encouragement because it confirms that God hears us and our life could be going in one direction. But when we cry out to God and he knows how we walk before him in faith, and with a wholehearted attitude to please him, he can turn any situation around on our behalf. So God heals Hezekiah. 
Hezekiah's feeling good. God came through for him. He was healed from this terminal illness. And then another king's son from a different region sent some letters and a gift to Hezekiah. He was letting Hezekiah know, yeah, we heard about you being terminally ill. We've heard that you were going through this storm and we wanted to send you this gift. Hezekiah allows these people who brought this gift and these nice phrases and concerns, he let these people in his home. The Bible says Hezekiah listened to the letters and showed the envoys his whole treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the precious oil, and his armory, and everything that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his palace and in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Then the prophet who told Hezekiah, hey man, you're about to die, get your house in order. Then God told that prophet, go back and tell him he's going to live. I heard his prayer, he's going to be healed. That prophet, he goes to Hezekiah and he asks him, hey, where did all of these men come from? And what did they say to you? Hezekiah told him, yeah, they came from a distant country. Then Isaiah asked, what have they seen in your palace? Hezekiah says, they've seen everything in my palace. There isn't anything in my treasuries that I didn't show them. Then Isaiah said, hear what the Lord told me to tell you. And I'm going to read what it says. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Look, the days are coming when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until today will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your descendants who come from you, whom you father, will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. So you just heard that snapshot you heard those scriptures that I read, and you can just hear, and if you read it, you see the importance of seeking godly wisdom so one can set boundaries correctly. Hezekiah was going through a battle, and we discovered that he was terminally ill. Anyone who has experience or they know anything about somebody being sick, a lot of things shut down, not only in a person's body, but some of the things around them that they had the ability to complete, it's either delayed, paused, or it stops completely. Now, if the king was ill, and we use what we already know with people, or just think about how we feel and what happens when we don't feel good. Let's say somebody has a paper cut. Some things do shut down for a moment. For example, the paper cut. Let's say you get a paper cut. You take a few moments or minutes to get a Band-Aid, go rinse it off, apply pressure to it, wrap something around it, apply some type of dressing on it before you start or before you continue on doing what you were doing before the paper cut happened. There was a delay. Even if it was... A couple of minutes, 
a couple of seconds, there was a delay. Now, for somebody who is going through a serious health battle, that does not compare to a paper cut at all. If anything, it trumps the paper cut. I use this example to just illustrate how even with the smallest things, there's a delay and things stop. Just imagine for those who have never gone through it or they don't know anyone who has, a lot of things are delayed, paused, slowed down, or just completely stopped if somebody's going through a health storm. So if Hezekiah was going through a health storm and he was the king, some things shut down. Some things were delayed. Things people used to do, they can't do. And when that happens, people start talking about it. People hear about it. People who were doing business with him were probably asking questions like, hey, what's going on? It's taking longer than normal. We haven't heard from them. Are they okay? What's going on? Are they sick? And then when someone gets the response, yeah, he's going through X, Y, and Z. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's just stop it all together. We could come back another time. Let him rest. We'll call you later. We don't want to interfere with those treatments. Those are the types of things that happen. And that's what I mean when I say things stopped, things were paused, things were possibly delayed. Okay? So going off what we know and applying that to what we read, Hezekiah was sick, so people heard about it. And he was the king, he was a leader. He had status. And when any leader experiences any storm, people will find out about it. That is just how it is. So Hezekiah was sick, but God healed him. Hezekiah had a person in his life by the name of Isaiah who was a prophet of God. But Hezekiah, although he had a connection with the man of God, he had a relationship with God. Hezekiah made a mistake, and he made this mistake after God healed him. And I believe he allowed his emotions to forsake wisdom. As I mentioned earlier, other kingdoms and leaders most likely heard about Hezekiah's illness. Now we read about one particular clique coming to see about him when he was not well, but we don't read about other kingdoms and leaders coming to Hezekiah when he was A-OK. See, this clique, whoever came to him, most likely they didn't know that Hezekiah was healed because they knew about his grave illness. Because if somebody tells you somebody's terminally ill, most people on their way to give somebody some balloons, a gift, a prayer, a smile, they are not expecting to see that person who they're coming to visit up and at it, walking around, skippy, happy. They're not expecting to see that. That would be a shock. So 
these individuals from another kingdom came to see Hezekiah when he was not well. They brought a gift. They brought letters when he was sick. That's key for me. No matter what state, storm, or situation we find ourselves in, we have to seek wisdom. We have to set boundaries. Even in those seasons of life. As I mentioned earlier, I don't believe these individuals knew Hezekiah was healed. That probably startled them. But what if they came to Hezekiah's house with this motive to provide a gift? And then what if they wanted to ambush the palace? And then when they saw him, they was like, oh, man, what's going on? But either way, Hezekiah showed these individuals something he was not supposed to show them. When they provided the gift and the letters... He lets them know in a sense, hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Come on in. Come on in. Let me show you what God did for me. I was about to die. God healed me. Look at me. Can you believe it? But Hezekiah was blindsided by some letters and a gift. And he allowed people in his personal place and space. He allowed people around his personal things when boundaries should have been enforced. And I'm going to let you know something just in case you don't know. There are some people who will use your storm. They will use your sickness, your setback as a way to steal from you to satisfy their selfish gain. Some people, when they hear that you're going through a setback, they will use that as their opportunity to come on in your life and pretend that they care about you, to take what you have. It's sad, but if they find out that you're sick, they'll say stuff like, oh, they sick, so what they gonna do with that? I need that. I mean, they don't need to be driving that. I mean, they, they in a wheelchair. They haven't, you know, been behind the wheel for some months. <laughs> Let me go ahead and take that. That's a nice car, too. Some people think like that. And they know when you're up, well, and alert, they would never come at you that way. They would never step to you that way. But once they find out, or they found out, that you were experiencing a storm or a setback, oh, that's their opportunity in their mind to shine. Some people are thinking, man, they going through that? Most people die from that. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and send some letters, some text to make it look like I care so I can slide on through and take what they have. I mean, because they're too sick to fight. They're too emotional to put up a boundary. They've been fighting that sickness for so long, they're drained. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I've experienced this and I've seen it. And I'm going to share a story with you. I know somebody who has done this very thing. Now, it didn't work out for them, but they tried it. This person found out somebody died. 
Now, the person who died, they saw them weekly. They saw them on a weekly basis. They conversed with them on a weekly basis. The person who died, it was a man. When the man died from this terminal illness, this person found out that the wife of the man who died, she was moving to another state. She was moving because she wanted to be closer to her siblings and other family because she just needed some support. She needed a support system, and it was tough on her because she had to handle the husband's affairs, but she didn't want to be around that area anymore. Okay? Now the wife and the man who died, they had a home, a beautiful home. Okay? When this person found out that the wife was moving to another state, this person called the wife up and started asking the wife, Hey, you know, you doing okay? I hope you're okay. If you need a listening ear, I'm here. I love you so much. I'm praying for you. God is in control. I can't imagine what you're going through. And the wife was just so appreciative that this person would check in or check up on her. She just thought that was just the nicest thing because nobody had to do that. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for praying for me. All of that. And the wife, she thought that they were cool. But this person was only talking to the wife to throw her off. She saw this woman going through a storm. And she was thinking, okay, let me go ahead and be nice to her. So I can lower her defenses. Because this person's whole motive, whole aim was to get that house that they had. Because this person is thinking, I mean, he dead. <laughs> you leaving. It's paid for. Let me get it. Let me do what I need to do to get this house. And the person really wanted that house. That person really wanted that house. And when this person started sharing this, the person started sharing this in a braggadocious manner and was just saying it out loud for anybody to hear and I guess was justified, just felt justified in what they were doing. And I remember looking at the person as they were speaking and I was thinking, man, that is basic trash. That is garbage. And I'm telling you, the person thought that their little plotting scheme was working. They thought they were about to hit the jackpot. But I was more focused on the boldness of this person sharing this out loud. And I was thinking, man, you'll do this to anybody. I need to steer clear from this trash right here. Because this is trash. Now, as I said earlier, it did not work out for them at all. And they were angry because they put all this work in to get this ill-gotten gain. It did not work out 
And that was funny. That was the funny part. But anybody willing to share how they are manipulating somebody with gifts, some nice letters to get what they want from someone else, if they're saying that to you, they are also letting you know you're no exception. They'll do it to you too. And people just don't go after people who are terminally ill. There are some people who go after people who are ill in confidence. They're ill in their thinking. They're ill in their experiences. They are ill in their opportunities. And somebody can see, oh, man, they're ill. Let me go on in and give them a gift and say some nice things to them since they are (laughs) ill in confidence. Let me do what I need to do. Whether it is giving them a gift that costs me nothing, um, give them some letters, send them a nice text message, send them some flowers, whatever I need to do so I can take from them. Let me share another story. Now, for anybody who listened to my storm series, I was working on that series As I was going through a storm. Now the storm was already going on. It was in the middle of the storm. Where I was saying. You know what let me go ahead and. Do a podcast series. To encourage people going through storms. Okay. So. I was going through that massive storm. And there was a person. Who I've seen. Never conversed with this person, but I've always seen them. Okay? Never conversed with the person. That's the key right there. But I've seen them. I've seen them at events. I've seen them at functions. This person has made sure to never converse and speak to me. And that's cool. Because the feeling is still mutual. But as I'm talking about the storm series with y'all, okay, and then word gets out to other people, this person who I've never conversed with, who has made sure not to converse with me, everybody who knows that person and who is in direct relationship and connection with that person, They make sure not to speak to me, all of them. So I think I was going through the storm for about two months. Word gets out. I'm assuming the person heard about it. They saw me at a function. Ran up to me. Ran up to me. Hey! Happy too. Grinning too. Hey, how you doing? We should be close. We should hang out. We should really spend some time together. And I'm looking like all these years, you've seen me, I've seen you. It's a lot of history with this story, all right? I'm giving y'all a snapshot in time. But all of this going on, you what you talking about? You want to spend time, be cool, hang out, be close. 
I did not fall for that. Even though that storm that I was going through, it lasted longer than two months. But within that first three months, boy, it was a lot of strong winds, debris. I'm tripping and falling in the storm. Storm was messing me up. But uh, one thing I was doing as I was going through that storm, I was asking God for wisdom on how to handle everything. So when this person came to me in the midst of the storm, I still didn't fall for whatever they were trying to pull. And that made the person angry. They were so angry. And I did not care because I'm going off of the fruit. The fruit before the storm, you weren't producing the fruit of kindness, the fruit of hangout, the fruit of close, the fruit of spend time, the fruit of happy, the fruit of hay. That was not there. So why are you trying to make it appear that that's what you produce? No, I did not fall for that. That person was angry and that person was burning stuff up. Just burning stuff. And I was thinking, you know what? For you to be doing all of that because somebody looked at the fruit and utilized discernment on not eating and consuming what you didn't produce, which was nothing. You upset? You've exposed yourself. See, the boundary exposed them. And they were going around doing all kinds of stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Even when you enforce boundaries, you have to be ready to go through the consequences of the boundary. It's positive for you. It's negative for the other people. But they're going to project that negativity onto you and it's not going to be comfortable. But you have to stick with it. You have to utilize wisdom. If people didn't produce friendliness before, that's a clear sign. Every time you went to see on that fruit tree, was there some fruit of kindness, fruit of compassion, fruit of concern, fruit of decency? And every time you went to that tree, you never saw fruit? You kept looking for it? And they never produced that for you? That's a clear sign. You have to use wisdom, and it doesn't matter if you're going through a storm. It doesn't matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter if you're experiencing some kind of grief. You have to utilize wisdom because boundaries still have to be enforced in those times. You can't get caught up going through storms, and then you're moving boundary markers for fake, fraud, and phony trees. You have to keep the boundary up whether you are ill or experiencing any type of setback. Just looking at this account with Hezekiah. He was not feeling well. He was going through it. Somebody gave him a gift. And he just, hey, come on in. You can't do that. Why didn't I read about in the Bible where people were coming to visit him and that was a thing that they just did. That was normal. It wasn't normal. Because the prophet had to come ask, hey, what were they doing over here? It wasn't normal. It was not a normal practice for them to be giving him a gift. 
That's the indicator right there for the prophet, the man of God, to say, hey, who are they? Why'd they come over here? Oh, that's who they were? Did you show them anything? You showed them that? Man, you have to utilize wisdom no matter how you feel. Just because God healed you, that's not for you to lift the boundary marker just because you feel good about what God did for you. People don't care. Some people don't care. And I've seen this several times, not only in my life, but the lives of my friends, family, where you have to utilize wisdom no matter what you're going through, and you have to enforce a boundary. And I think when I first read this passage of scripture, I could have been a teenager. And I was thinking, what? Man, that was messed up. And that was an indicator for me to always stay alert. Because people will come on in when you are low in their mind and use anything to see what you have and how they can benefit. People do this all of the time. Sometimes they cloak it in, I'm your friend, I'm your bestie, but they're your enemy. No good relatives do this, and they're your enemy. Raggedy neighbors do this. Walking dogs five times a day. Just hoping to catch you and see what you have. Hoping your garage is up so they can just look on through and walk slow. Don't let your fence be opened and they're walking their dog. They'll take the dog off the leash hoping the dog just kind of roam back there. Oh, I was just trying to get him. He got loose. No. Insensitive co-workers do this. Unscrupulous religious folks do this. You have to apply wisdom and boundaries even when you're going through storms. And you have to apply wisdom when you feel good too. We see the danger in what happened to Hezekiah. Somebody gave him a little attention and he lost it. He just threw away all boundaries because somebody said, yeah, we heard you was going through. Here's a gift. Not every gift someone gives you is for you. It's for them. It's flattery. To muddy your boundary, to cross the lines of the boundary. It's given to compromise the form of the boundary you set up. Hezekiah messed up, and we can all learn something from Hezekiah just because somebody gives you a gift right after a setback you experience. That doesn't mean you allow the most intimate parts of your life to be seen and for somebody to cross boundaries with you. Some people only give gifts to access or gain access to places they have no business being in in your life. Some people give the gift of flattery. They give the gift of attention, the gift of recognition, all to get something from you. And if you are weak in confidence, you better start going to the mirror looking at yourself and declaring that you're beautiful, that you're strong, that you're handsome. That you're a masterpiece in Jesus' name. You better start saying God's word out loud about yourself. Because you don't have time for people detecting or thinking that, oh, okay. They really have low self-esteem. They think that they are ugly. They really think that they're hideous. Man. Well, they do have a lot of stuff. They have a lot of money and treasures and resources. Mm, let me go on in and write some letters to them. Send them some emails. Send them some text messages. 
saying, oh, good morning, beautiful. <laughs> good morning, handsome. I just can't keep my mind off of you. What you did at work today was awesome, phenomenal. You're so smart. You're so witty. Wow. You're remarkable. You are so sexy. Has anybody told you how gorgeous you are? Man. You look so good to me. Or, you're the best. I don't know what I would have done without you. You make my days brighter. What a whole bunch of emojis. Okay, just because you received a letter, a text message, a DM, saying all of that, you can't tear down your boundaries and let that person come up all in your temple, going through your treasury. Just going through and just going through every nook and cranny of your treasury. All because they sent you a note, a text, gave you the gift of flattery, the gift of malicious motive, the gift of being treacherous, and we letting people in our temple looking at stuff that nobody should be seeing. Enforce the boundary. Just because somebody told you Hey, you can sit with us. You're so attractive. Hey, congrats on your position. Congrats on your recovery. You have to seek wisdom. I mean, somebody can show you attention all day long. Seek wisdom. Somebody could have found out that you were sick. And you probably just had a fever, allergies, messing up. You got a runny nose, so you've been out for a couple of days. Somebody knocks on the door. Hey, you know, heard that you weren't feeling well. I just want to give you this, um, the soup. You know, a couple of crackers, you know. I mean, it's just so you won't have to be on your feet and try to figure out what you have to cook. I hope you're feeling well. Hope you feel better. And the person who received that attention, that gift of attention and the gift of food, they're just overly excited now. Because somebody thought about them. <laughs> and they're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, they gave me this. And that excitement from receiving that gift of attention, that gift of food, caused them to move the boundary marker. Now that person who gave them that gift, which is not a real gift at all, I mean, they're in their house now. Seeing what they can take because they know the person is not quick. They're not alert. They're not feeling well. But they're so caught up. The person who received, who moved the boundary marker. Oh my gosh, you know, they really care about me. They made me some chicken noodle soup. They didn't make anything. Campbell's made that. They gave that to you. Put it in some old Tupperware and used that as a distraction. Ask God for wisdom on who you need to set boundaries with and when. And you can't worry about people saying that you're mean when God told you to put up a boundary with them. Even though somebody gave you a gift, labeling it as a gift in honor of your recovery, 
You have to listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. If the Holy Spirit tells you, give that gift back to them, keep that boundary, you have to do it. And you could be just tired, drained, not feeling well. Well, you tell somebody, oh, no, I cannot accept this. And they're telling you, oh, yes, you can. No, the Lord told me not to take anything from you. And you close the door in their face. I mean, you can close it gently, but they'll understand, man, a boundary is really enforced over here. Even when they're going through their setbacks, they are not playing. They're consistent. That's how you have to be. You really have to be like that. Sometimes you don't need to open up the front door. You need to holler through the window, the front window. (laughs) Y'all know how that is. Yeah, who is that? What do you need? Some people don't need to have access to you. Going back to scripture. Okay, the man of God, Isaiah, told Hezekiah, Hey, who were those people? Where did they come from? See, he had wisdom. He knew something wasn't right. And Hezekiah, you know, he said, hey, they came from a distant country and I showed them everything I had. Mistake. There are some people who will come from distant mindsets than what you have. There will be some people who come from distant lifestyles, distant communication styles, distant ways, distant ways of doing things, distant motives, distant goals. And they all are coming from this distant place, this distant land, to just get what you have. Don't get caught up thinking, oh, okay, just because God delivered me from this storm, I'm invincible. No, you use wisdom. You pray to God about everything. Ask God what to do. Because if you don't, seek wisdom. And you let everyone in your home or you let everyone in the home of your goals, the home of your recovery, the home of your finances, the home of your family, the home of your business, you are putting yourself in danger. Seek wisdom. Set the boundary. And if God tells you not to accept something from someone, do not accept it. Give it back. And don't feel like you have to go along with something and show people something just because they said something nice to you or they gave you something. Now, sometimes people use gifts to lift the boundary. If you accept it, they can just come cross as they please. Remember, setting boundaries means doing what God said and not worrying about how you will be talked about. Seek wisdom. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is James, the first chapter in the fifth verse, and it states... Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. Ask God for wisdom regarding every boundary you need to enforce and maintain. And don't feel bad about it. Do not feel bad about it. Okay? It's going to feel uncomfortable but don't feel guilty for doing what God told you to do. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download some Bible study content that I have on the site. You can also order some inspirational apparel 
feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app and on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.